Uh, we're going to get into our health talk today and we're talking about the issue of hair loss um, and what exactly causes it. it. I know it's an issue that um, many people actually grapple with, especially as they begin to age. Dr. Nompilo Ganjo is a dermatologist and executive committee member at the South African Society for Dermatological Surgery. Uh, Dr. Ganjo, good morning. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for having me again. And good morning to your listeners too. It's a pleasure to have you on. So when we actually talk about, you know, hair loss, what causes it? Uh, hair loss is a big topic, Katie. Mm. So there's a lot of things that are involved with hair loss. It can be due to hair treatments. It can be genetics. It can be hormonal. It can be from treatment like people that go through chemotherapy. It can also be due to emotional and physiological, and sometimes it can be due to some medication that one is taking. Mm, mm, mm. How do how can one begin to identify why it is they may be losing hair? How easy is it to to get to the bottom of that cause? Okay, so. Uh, from the things that I've already mentioned, um, age sometimes can be the cause, but the most common cause is the treatment of hair. So most of the time when people go to have their hair being treated, relaxed, the treatment of the hair usually weakens the hair. So it's usually number one when it comes to one losing the hair. And then for medication, one can pick that one up uh, based on the new medication that has been introduced. They can see that. And then for emotional and physiological cause, one will have to sit down with the person and talk to the person to identify those. And for chemotherapy, it's known when one goes for chemotherapy, they tend to lose their hair. And is it always the case that somebody needs to go and see a doctor once they begin to experience hair loss? So when it comes to hair loss, um, you get the scarring and non-scarring hair loss. Mm. So it's always advisable for one to go and seek medical help because sometimes the hair loss that doesn't scar, if it's left on for a very long time, it can lead to scarring. So it's always advisable if you start losing hair, just go and see someone so that you can find the underlying cause and then the problem can be treated before it causes any scarring because once you scar, you're not going to be able to grow back your hair. Mm. So so w- once it's scarred, does it mean that the hair follicles are completely closed up? Yes, so when your hair, when your scalp has been scarred, mm. you don't even have those small dots that one will have where your hair comes out. Mm. It becomes smooth in the areas. Then that means it has gone beyond the reversal. Mm. So, so if it starts to become smooth, does it mean that that's pretty much it? There's no intervention that can be employed? Exactly. So if I can make an example, when Mm. one is balding, so balding is because of the hormones and genetics. So what happens, it doesn't happen overnight. One has that thinning first. So when your hair thins and then it over a period of time, then it disappears. And then once it's smooth, then your hair is not going to grow. Because one in a lifetime, you are given a number of hair follicles. 
So once you have destroyed those hair follicles, then you cannot regrow them back again. The, we're talking to Dr. Nompelo Gancho, who is a dermatologist and executive committee member at the South African Society for the Dermatological for Dermatological Surgery. That is, and it's part of our health talk today. We're talking about hair loss. Uh, if you've got some direct questions for her, uh, the number to dial this morning is zero double one seven one four two double zero six. The WhatsApp line is zero six one four one zero four one zero seven, and on Twitter it's at SFM Radio. The hashtag SFM Talking point. Dr. Kancho, let's talk about the different treatments that are available. And oftentimes I think, you know, it's easy for us as as consumers just to buy a shampoo that promises maybe to give you full hair and, you know, that that promises to, to deal with hair loss. Is that uh, the way to go? Uh, getting a diagnosis is always the best thing that one can do most of the things that are available on my chat can, they don't really treat the underlying problem because sometimes when it comes to hair loss, there's a lot of inflammation that is going on on the scalp. So only medical intervention can be able to help that. And then we talked about balding. Balding is a hormonal problem. So one needs to get something that is going to help with the hormones. One of the things that is usually used for balding or hair loss mm. is what is called minoxidil. So it's only available up to 2% in the shops, but if one needs a stronger strength, one needs to see a doctor so that they can get a stronger strength for that. Mm. I'm going to be taking your calls. In fact, let me begin with Tapo out in Rustenburg. Tapo, good morning. Hi, Tepo. All right, we seem to have lost Tepo on the line there. Uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Dr. Nompelo Gancho. We're going to take a quick break and I'm back with more of this conversation. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We're talking about uh, this important issue of hair loss that affects so many, um, uh, I think, of our population in South Africa. Dr. Numpilo Ganjo is our dermatologist and specialist that uh, is part of the conversation today. Uh, Dr. Numpilo, I want us to talk about some of the um, solutions in terms of treatment because um, some of the treatments that are also spoken about are things like hair transplant surgeries, laser therapies. But before we get into that, let me quickly uh, take Tepo, who's calling us from uh, Rustenburg. Tepo, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Right. Uh, morning to, to the doctor as well. Um, just a quick question. Um, so, um, just over 30 years, um, growing up, I had my hair was fine. I, I didn't have any problems. But my hair wasn't, I'm, I'm not sure how I can uh, describe this. I didn't have thick hair um, where you find someone has, has thick hair which is all over the hair. Um, so there was a time, the last three, four years, I was cutting my hair basically just up with uh, your normal hair clipper. Mm. So recently, during lockdown, I noticed that I'm actually going bold in, in, in the middle. Mm. So I'm wondering if that could have caused by the, the cheese pop or is it um, genetic? Because looking at my son's hair, going into December, 
He also says he wants to do a mohawk. But I can see his hair as well. He doesn't have that thick rich hair um, mm. like other people. And is there something I can do? Um, basically. Dr. Gancho? Oh, yes. Um, hello, Tepo. So uh, the balding is genetics. It's from hormones. So some people will bold early in life and other people will bold later in life. The earliest that I've heard of was 18 years old that they started bolding. So what happens when you bold, you, on your root of your hair, you have hormones. So they are the ones that are telling your hair to go through that stage of like thinning down. And then over the period of time, then you ended up losing your hair. So this can be reversed depending which stage you are in. If you still have your hair, when you feel your hair, you can feel your hair. You can start by using what you call minoxidil. So this minoxidil reverses the hormones that are on the root of your hair so that your hair can grow again. There's also a tablet that one can use. It's not due to the fact that you are always shaving your hair. It's just the time now that your hair is going through balding. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And and is there something that he can use, doctor? The minoxidil is what he can get. Oh. He can buy it from pharmacy, but like I said, mm. up to 2% one can get from pharmacy. And then to get a stronger um, strength, he have to go and see a dermatologist so that he can also get the tablet that is associated with, uh, that will also help with the balding okay. process. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that, Tepo. Uh, in Durban, Errol, good morning. Hello, Kathy. First time caller. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the show, Errol. P- pleasure to have you on. Kathy, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you see what you did to me, Errol. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but go for it. Go ahead. No problem. You know what I've noticed? Um, um, men, well, I'm in my early 70s. I've got a, I haven't lost any hair, you know. I've still got a full head of hair. But what I've noticed with men that wear caps and hats, they are the first to go bald because your, your hair needs um, at least some oxygen and sunshine, you know. People who wash their their hair too much too, I think uh, they're washing out the natural oils of their hair, so they are inclined to go bald. Well, well, I mean lose hair, but especially men who wear caps all the time and hats, I've noticed that most of them are going bald or completely bald. Your hair does need a lot of oxygen and you know a bit of sunshine. I very seldom wear a hat or a cap. I still have a full head of hair. I don't know if that would help you there. Does that make a difference, Dr. Ganjo? Uh, when it comes to people losing their hair, Kathy, mm. it really it's one of the things that everyone will get, but it really doesn't play a big role in one losing their hair because by that age one starts losing the hair when they age. So the hair, once the optimal growth is around about 15 to 30 years of age, starting from 40 to 50 years of age, people start losing the hair. So if one still has a full hair, um, head of hair, it's basically their luck and their genetics. 
because the hormones and age also do play a big role. Mm. So you can't say that one is starting to lose hair, that it's because they're not getting the enough sun and all, because I'm sure all of us are, are getting all of that. Mm. But it's basically for me, it's the hormones, the age also plays a role. Of course, mm. things like stress will also affect one's hair and the medication mm. that one is using. And some diet as well will play a role. Okay, all right. Th- thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that call, Errol. Kathy, what about washing your hair? Okay, I had too much to that. Is that bad for you? You know, people wash their hair every day or something. I'm sure that, that takes, causes a lot of hairs to fall out. Oh, uh, when it comes to washing hair and hair falling, we all have a certain, like on a daily basis, one loses about 100 to 125 hairs a day. So when you wash, it will be the chemicals that you use, they will play a role. The chemicals, what you do after you have washed your hair, if you straighten your hair, you comb your hair, yes, of course, that causes trauma to your hair. So those are the things that one has to be careful about, using hair dryers, hot combs, hair straighteners, and the chemicals that one uses in the hair. Yes, that does have an impact on the hair loss. All right. Okay, Errol, thanks uh, for that call. Uh, Let me go to Audrey in Zanin. Audrey, good morning. Morning, Casey. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. I'm um, okay. You are speaking to Aubrey. Oh, Aubrey. <laughs> Ask yeah. his Aubrey. Apologies. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No problem, Kathy. Uh, I'm also bald, but I, I've realized that my balding is genetic because my grandmother, my, I mean, my grandfather was bald. My uncles are bald. And mm. even my, uh, I would say one of my family members is bald. Mm. So, my question is from the list that uh, the doctor listed, which are the causes of this balding. My question is, why is this balding common in men than in women? I'm not saying that women, some women don't suffer from hair loss, but I realize that it's more common in men. So I just want to understand as to what is the cause of this being common in men. Mm. My second question is, uh, I realize I'm, I'm about 60 to 70% bald. So I just want to find out if there is any form of medication or tablet that I can utilize to remove all my hair. Because I'm spending a lot of cash in the salon cutting my hair, just half of the head. But I'm being charged full price while some part of my head is bald. question when it comes to balding yes it is common in males more than it is in females however it does happen in females as well so we said it's genetics is hormones so one of the hormones that is responsible for balding is an androgenic hormone which is called the dihydrotestosterone so we know that men have got more of the testosterone when it comes at, compared to women. So that is why balding will be more common in males than it is in females. But for females that do bold as well is because of the genetics. It does happen in them as well. And then when it comes to you getting rid of your hair because you don't want to spend the same amount of money in a salon, 
if you cannot negotiate your way out, Oprah, then you have to go for hair laser. It's nice because with hair laser, you can remove all your hair. Not going to be one treatment. You have to go for repeated treatments of a hair laser removal. And then you don't have to have to have hair to go to a salon anymore. Sure. Aubrey, did you hear that? Yes, I heard it. But can I ask the question again? Mm. Is this uh, laser treatment, how much can it cost? Sure. It's a lot of money. Mm. I don't have mm. the figures with me, Aubrey. But the advantage with you is that your hair is going to be black. Hopefully, you're not gray. Because when it comes to gray hair, then it's difficult to destroy with a hair laser. Mm-hmm. But if you have black hair, then your number of treatments you have to go will be less. But I promise it's not going to be anything less than 10 sessions of hair laser removal that you have to go through. Oh, geez, nothing less than 10 sessions, hey? Mm-hmm. At all. Mm. Okay, so no, it's, 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 it's going to be a pretty penny, Aubrey. <laughs> no, <I am> <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank thanks. Day, sure, thanks for the call, uh, Obrin Zaninde. It's just after 11.30. Let's go to Uzile Sako with your latest news headlines. We'll continue this conversation after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're talking the issue of hair loss with Dr. Numpilo Gancho. Uh, she's a dermatologist and also a member of the South African Society for Dermatological Surgery, an executive committee member that is. And she's taking some of your questions. I just wanted to find out from you, uh, Doctor, if if one doesn't necessarily suffer from hair loss issues, what will be the effect of taking medication for hair loss? Uh, if there's no problem, Kathy, it's just going to make your hair... We're talking about medication like the one that I mentioned. Like for, m- minoxidil, I think you said it was. Okay. Yeah. So minoxidil is a hairspray that one uses. So it basically helps your hair not to fall off. So when it comes to hair, your hair goes through three stages. It grows, it stops growing, and then it falls off. So if you use the minoxidil, it's going to help your hair not to fall off. Mm, okay. So that's what's going to happen. So you're going to have more thicker hair when you're using the minoxidil. And then the tablet that one can take, the tablet does have some side effects. So that one, I'll advise a person to use it if they really have a problem with hair loss, not just because they want to maintain their hair because mm. of the Okay. Uh, let me go to TK in Port Alfred. TK. Hello. Good morning. Yes. Yeah. So, Kevin, and I would like to ask your guest about this hair loss. Uh, uh, it's not like hair loss, is that, but it's like I'm now 36 years old and I'm moving around or playing with my friends of my age. Sometimes I see they have even grown through hair everywhere. Yeah, I mean, under the armpits, sorry to say. But at my age, none. Is it a genetic, a genetic problem or is a lack of a, a deficiency in some nutrients required for all that? That's my question. 
Uh, I didn't get TK's question. Katie, can so, 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 so TK is saying that uh, when he hangs out with his friends, he sees that, and he's 36, and he sees that they still have a lot more hair than he does. And in fact, he says they grow hair everywhere, whereas um, he doesn't really grow much hair. And he wants to know whether it's genetic um, or what, what the issue might be with him. Okay, so I'm sure with TK, even from the beginning, he never had lots of hair. So, yes, not everyone has got the same thickness of hair. Like with men, others will have hair on their chest and others won't have hair. Mm. So other people are more hairier than the others. So it's all about the genetics. Is there anything that he can do? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember, I said, <laughs> as, a, as a human being, in your life, you are given a certain number of hair follicles. So I know when I was growing up, people used to take a dog tablet, mm. the Bob Martin, mm. to help them grow their hair. But if you don't have the same number of the hair follicles as the other people, there's no way that even taking that is going to help you to grow that hair. Mm. No, I think you must just be here because it's sweating less than the other people. <laughs> TK, <laughs> TK I, I don't know that that's an answer you're going to be happy with. Yeah, yeah, I, I have been answered. Thank you so much. Okay. And I'd like to ask again, I'd like to ask again, mm. Mm. Uh, can she tell me also, why is it that when people die, they are here will keep on growing? What's really happening? What's the secret about the growth of hair? TK, hair is made out of keratin. So keratin keratin is a protein. So when one has passed on, it's supposed to stop because there's nothing that is, there's no divisions that are happening on the body. So one is not supposed to be growing hair when they are dead. So it's the protein. So protein denatures. And mm. yeah, so no. Okay. Okay. All right, TK. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. Um, before we go to the WhatsApp voice notes, Dr. Gancho, I wanted to ask you about the issue of receding hairlines. Um, yes. What is the treatment for receding hairlines? So... A receding hairline, it can either be due to a traction alopecia, that means that one comes from tight hairstyles, so in Kosa it's called Injibaba, so one can have that one. So basically one has to stop using braids or anything that makes pressure on the hairline so mm. one needs to stop that mm. but there's also another another form of a, a hairline receding hairline that one is called frontal fibrosing alopecia so how i can explain it frontal basically means it's the front fibrosing it's a scarring uh, form of mm. the hair loss mm. uh, alopecia we know it's hair loss so what it is, that one is mostly common in postmenopausal women. So they have forehead, like the frontal hairline, they start losing the hair, the hair goes to the back. Mm. And also it's associated, uh, most of the time people don't notice, even when they come to my room, it's also associated with a loss of eyebrows on the sides. 
and the pigmentation of the face as well. So you'll see them when they open up their chest, their body looks lighter than their faces do. Mm. So it's still a mystery on our side what really causes it. Mm. So what one can do from the beginning, what happens, usually they have some uh, white around their hair follicles. So that's how it usually begins. So it's advisable one must go to a doctor because there's inflammation that is happening. So the inflammation needs to be stopped. So usually we'll inject the topical steroids or use the topical steroids creams to stop the process of inflammation. Sometimes when it's very bad, we also use chloroquine, which is an anti-malaria tablet. So that also helps in the process of trying to stop the whole process that is mm. happening. But one needs to go and see a doctor early. One of the telltelling signs as well of that one is a lone hair. One will see like a one or two hairs that are still left at the front of the of the scalp. Mm. So one, it's important when the white is still starting, one needs to go and see. It's usually white around your hair where your hair is growing, where you still have your hair, it will have like some scale. People will call it a dandruff, but one needs to go and say, doctor, just to stop the inflammation because it's scarring a mm-hmm. hair loss. So it's difficult to reverse it. Sure. You cannot reverse it actually once it has scarred. Oh, I, and I know, so yeah, there's so many women who yeah. uh, who suffer from it and it can actually be very, very uh, yeah, uh, frustrating. Yeah, Back, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Doctor Ganjo, we're going to continue with uh, this this chat after this quick break. I'll I'll play some of the WhatsApp voice notes that uh, the listeners have been sending in. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We're getting ready to round up our health talk uh, for today. Before we do that, though, we'll certainly take a lot more of uh, some of your questions on the WhatsApp line. Dr. Numpelo Gancho is a dermatologist, and she's been dealing with all of uh, the questions and queries that you've been sending in. Uh, Dr. Ganjo, one of our listeners earlier said that, um, you know, that one of the solutions for hair loss, and I know it might not sound conventional, but they said people should try cow dung. Um Try what? Try cow dung. Oh, okay. Yes. Does it work? Do you know? I mean, uh, I don't know if it's form part in if it's form part of any type of research. I've never come across it, Katie. Even growing up in the rural areas of Eastern Cape, I've mm. never come across it. But mm. uh, one of the cheap ways that one can. Uh, can do to help the hair is to take iron. So iron is a very good supplement to help mm. with hair loss. So when it comes to cow dung, uh, maybe because it's green, because green vegetables do help as well with, with hair loss because they have some vitamin, there's iron there, there's calcium, there's vitamin A and vitamin C, which helps with, with hair growth as well. So maybe that uh, I've never heard about it. So okay. All right, Dr. Gancho. So what I'll do is is that I'll just play a, a WhatsApp voice note and then you can just respond afterwards, okay? Okay. Hello, Kathy, and hello to the doctor. Kathy, I just want to 
just quickly want to ask something. Can can the doctor maybe elaborate on a disease called folliculitis de Calvin's? Because that is what I'm suffering from for the past five years now. And I've been into dermatologists in and out, into homeopaths, doctors, and nothing seems to work. Uh, is there, uh, the internet says there's no cure for it. But uh, is there something just to suppress it, or is, is there something that a doctor can prescribe, or who can I see? Thank you very much. Hi there, Kathy. Just an interesting point. I'd like to get the doctor's take on it. Um, I was watching programs where people live off the grid. They don't have access to shampoo and chemicals and that. And they use urine to wash their hair. They put it on their hair and they let it stay there for 10-15 minutes and then they wash it off and the hair is very very healthy um, if I could just get the doctor's take on it Dr. Ganjo Okay so the first one talking about folliculitis decalvins so folliculitis decalvins is a scarring form of hair loss it starts with the inflammation so they get the inflammation they can get some pussy lesions on the scalp and all inflammation Always one has to go on medication for that. So I suggest that he goes to see a dermatologist, give to one person, follow the medication as prescribed by a doctor because it's inflammation. So if you get off the medication, the inflammation is going to continue and it's going to destroy more of the, of the hair that he has. And then the urine for the hair. Uh, I don't I don't know what maybe the, the the impact of urine on hair. For me urine is an acid so I I don't know what will be the impact on the hair. I don't think it has any benefit on it. That's it. All right, more voice notes. Hello, uh Kathy. Uh about the hair my problem i'm not losing any hair but it's getting like thin and straight like not locks anymore like straight hair i don't know it's thin 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 i don't know how can i explain it but it doesn't look like the normal hair is i used to have dr ganjo you can go for it yeah yeah so with the thinning of hair, uh, Peter, I don't know her age, and if she's currently losing hair, so what happens, we did mention that the age can be a factor when it comes to hair loss. Hair grooming is also important. So there's another condition that is called telogen effluvia. It's not scarring a hair loss, but what happens to it, we talked about the stages that the hair is in. So you have your hair grows, it stops, and then it falls off. So with telogen effluvia, most of the hair is on the falling off phase. So it usually overall uh, the hair does fall off. It can be due to uh, diseases that one will have. It can be due to the diet. If people sometimes uh, go onto this crash diet, they start losing their hair. Some people it can be from stress. And other people it can basically be due to the fact they just went through trauma so if one goes into true trauma or after a pregnancy, they tend to lose their hair after, as an after effect. So it's just an overall. 
So maybe that's what she's talking about. Hello, Jimmy Fluvian. All right. Thanks for that, Doctor. Morning, this is Katie, and morning to your guest. Uh, my name is Sheikhs from Devon. Uh, I'm 34 years old, and I've been uh, shaving my head for uh, for the past five years now, every morning. So my question to your guest is, can that cause hair loss in, in, in future? Thank you. Okay, for shakes, you know, shaving your hair doesn't cause you to have hair loss. Very interesting topic about hair loss. But I want to ask another question. Why do people see that the hair on certain parts of the body is dirty and they keep on shaving it off? Doesn't shaving also lead to permanent hair loss? Thank you very much, Alfred Terrace. I think it's the same as the previous one. Shaving your hair doesn't equate to you losing your hair. So it doesn't result to permanent hair loss. Hi, Kathy. I just wanted to check. Maybe if you can um, get someone from NSFAS um, to, to give us clarity as to what is going to happen. All right. So a wrong voice note there. Certainly not anything to do uh, with NSFAS. Let's try this one. Good morning, Kathy. Hope you're well. Thank you for a great show. I just want to comment quickly on the hair loss and the loss of hair lines in majority of people. Um, uh, what I've experienced in the business that we're doing is that people use CBD oil and hemp-infused um, shampoos and conditioners, which minimize hair loss and which even bring back their hairline. Thank you very much for a great show. I will listen further on the radio. Thank you. Okay, Dr. Ganjo, would you recommend or endorse any of those uh, oils and products? Uh, no, Kitty. Mm. Why not? I don't want to be. I don't want to be with any brand. <laughs> oh no, so certainly not. Not necessarily the brand, but the use of um, uh, hemp oil. Does it actually make a difference? Do we know if it's scientifically proven to make a difference? I've seen some people that have come to my practice mm. with a contact uh, reaction to the hemp oil. So it's all about what has been put in there. What I can say is vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D, and E are good for hair. So one just needs to be uh, getting things that do have those things. And biotin, biotin is much more important when it comes to hair. So the contents that are in is what is important in what one is using. But be careful of things that have not been tested because there are consequences. One can have some reaction Mm. to those products as well. Okay. Uh, Dr. Mm. Gancho, as always, let me thank you so much for your time on The Talking Point. It's really been a pleasure having you with us on the show and engaging with our listeners. And I think also educating us a bit more about uh, the issue of hair loss. Thank you for having me once again.